Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Pastor David Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor David teaches through God's Word. are many gods, many masters, many lords. There's many spiritual entities at work in the world. But for us, there is one God, the maker, the father of whom everything was created and us for him. One master, Jesus, the Messiah, through whom exist all things and through whom we live. We can make anything a God in our lives. Today, Pastor David reminds us that there is only one God. There's an enemy, full of evil in this world, that wants us to leave God out. Are we making something in this world more important than Him? Let us keep God first and weed out whatever doesn't honor Him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Romans chapter 14 as he begins his message from faith. My name is David and today we're going to be continuing through the book of Romans together, finishing chapter 14. And as we begin, I want to ask you to ask yourself, how do you feel God feels about you? I want to encourage you to like sit with it for a second because I think we know what we're supposed to say. We know the right answer is that God loves us. I want to encourage you to tune into where you're actually at with God, what you actually feel toward him. How do you feel that he feels about you? And how is that showing up in your life? In Matthew 22, One of the religious scholars asked Jesus, Teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? The first commandment. And Jesus said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. In 1 John 4.19, he tells us, We love, we love him, and we have capacity to fully love each other because he first loved us. Our confidence in his love is what supplies us to love him and to love one another. His love doesn't change, but our perspective changes. And so as we jump in, we're going to be dealing with that, with the issue of our heart and our perspective of God's heart. Starting in Romans chapter 14, verse 14, he says, This is Paul writing to the church in Rome. He says, I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself. But to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Point number one, nothing is unclean of itself. 
very broad. And so we need to bring the context into this. The bigger context here that he was talking about was the idea of food sacrificed to idols. And for us, I know that's kind of like, it's removed from our daily context, right? We're not dealing with food sacrificed to idols. But they would take the food, take a piece of meat, and wave it before the statue of the, you know, the idol in the temple. Maybe it's been set out for a little bit in front of the table or whatever, in front of the, the idol. So now it's used meat, but it's still edible. It's still good meat. So they would take that to the market and sell it, and it was cheaper. So it had this practical financial thing, but there's also this spiritual component wrapped up in it. If you think about what this would be like for you if you had grown up, Worshipping these demons, you were serving Aphrodite and Zeus, and you were used to serving the idols with the temple prostitutes and the, the services and everything that they did for the, for the different idols. And part of that was this meat, and then that was part of your worship of these demons was eating of this meat. But now you serve Jesus. There's a lot wrapped up in, can I, can I have a bite of this? It feels more complicated. Or if you had grown up Orthodox Jewish... These things were profane. They were dishonoring God. You had grown up understanding that these things were served to idols. This was part of worshiping a demon. You're like, I can't participate with that. Even now, I've I've trusted in Jesus, but this is still this thing still seems evil, right? So this was a really complicated issue for them how to deal with that. In our secular post enlightenment age, we have pretended for so long that the physical and the spiritual are separate, that it can feel more removed from us than it really is. And and now the scientists are starting to realize that the physical and the spiritual are actually very interwoven, right? Your emotions and your, your brain and your body and the physical and the spiritual and the emotional, it's all, they work together. They're not actually, there's not actually like a hard line between them. And so the enemy will try to use those things and he'll work through the physical to deal with the spiritual. And there's not a neat line. And so it can get very messy for us. And it was very messy for them trying to understand, what do we do with this? And first of all, I want to explain why he can say spiritually, scripturally, now those things are not, they're not unclean of themselves. First of all, he says, because we have the Holy Spirit, we don't have to worry about the demons getting access to us through these physical things because the Spirit of God lives in us. He says in 1 John 4, 4, you who have trusted in Jesus and received his spirit, you are of God. You have overcome the wicked spirits. You have overcome the world because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. In 1 Corinthians 8, he says, concerning the eating of things offered to idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, that there is no other God but one. Even though they are, there are these so-called gods. The Hebrew and the Greek is like the Elohim, lowercase gods. In heaven and on earth, there are many gods, many masters, many lords. There's many spiritual entities at work in the world. But for us, there is one God, the maker, the father, of whom everything was created and us for him. One master, Jesus, the Messiah, through whom exist all things and through whom we live, right? And so what he's saying is, even though there are, there is a real spiritual enemy and these things have some substance, some grounding in the real world, the witchcraft, the weird stuff, it it does make an impact on the world around us. We need not fear it because he lives inside of us. 
And I do want to pause on this and just say, if you're dealing with stuff, if you're still caught up in any sort of spiritual bondage, we want to pray for you. You can be free from it. Jesus can set you free from slavery to lesser spirits, to lesser gods. But I know for many of us, meat sacrifice to idols is not like our hang-up. Most of us are probably not wrestling with, what do I do with meat sacrifice to idols? But there are other areas where the same logic has gotten applied, where something has been given over to the enemy. And so we say, culturally, sometimes people say, because it's been given over to the enemy, I can't touch it. There was a season of American church history where people said that about drums and guitars and stuff, like only organ music in church because they used drums and guitars in rock and roll and rock and roll was all evil, so it's, you can't, can't use that in church. It's become unclean because it's been given over was the logic. And we do the same thing with alcohol or with secular entertainment, non-church entertainment, dancing and fun. and It becomes a thing that we can take too far. We can apply the logic in a way that is not biblical. He's saying the thing is not unclean. Jesus gives us such a simple, practical freedom here. Nothing is unclean of itself. Not movies, not dancing, not alcohol, not sex, romance, not money, not celebrating fun. And I know that sounds kind of obvious, right? It feels like when we say it, it sounds obvious. But at the same time, I'm making the point because I think deep down we don't believe that because we feel like we have to hide it from God or we feel like we're just getting away with it rather than receiving it as a gift from him. In James chapter 1, verse 16, he warns us. He says, do not be deceived, beloved brothers and sisters. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creature. And I want to read it again in a different translation. He says the same thing. He's saying, my dear friends, do not get thrown off course. Every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of heaven. you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for how the Bible applies to your everyday life. If you love today's teaching and would like to listen to more like this one from the Book of Romans, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. While you're there, you can also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. Would you be interested in joining us this weekend for worship and Bible study? If so, come visit us at Calvary, Miami Beach. 
or you can join us online through our live stream. Find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach under the About tab at MainThingRadio.com. Our time with you today is about up, but we're so grateful that you're part of our listening audience. Please join us again as we take another look at the Book of Romans right here on Main Thing Radio.